It's Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, here we go. On a Wednesday, Cofield and company. Happy times, happy times. Well, not for the Las Vegas Phillies. We'll get to that. But other Las Vegas locals are on the other side with the D-backs. So the World Series is set. We'll uh, go over what happened last night with VGK in uh, the NHL's effort to do a red zone with 1,000 games on one night, everyone playing. Damon is here. He is uh, steering the ship in our Finley Soda Studios. Adam Hill is back as the company on a Wednesday. And we will have more uh, UNLV news. As we'll talk to Shane Noel, one of their key returnees on the basketball squad. Run Rebels looking to have a big season. And we are going to try every day from now until the beginning of the season, which is November 8th, to have some piece of audio about the Rebels or about their schedule or about the Mountain West Conference. So I'm pretty confident we can do that. And don't forget, uh, if you love college basketball, college basketball is coming here to town in a big way. We've got tons of tournaments on the ground all over the valley. So uh, we'll have conversations with some of the folks around this Hall of Fame series, which is going down, which I started building up when I saw the first announcement. Now, unfortunately, Bronny James is not going to play, we don't think, unless there's a mystery clearance real close to the end here on November 6th. But uh, we'll have a lot of previews of that as well. And you and I... I think you're going to get back. I know you don't have a lot of time with uh, the Raiders, but college basketball is still one of your favorite sports. It's one of my favorite, if not my favorite. So lots of college basketball coming up. So a busy show today. Very busy show today. What's going on? Not much. Very busy. Even, I mean, I was going to say, you know, the Raiders' schedule is all thrown off because it's a Monday night football game. So it's like, what's going on? But then it's worse because, you know, I had uh, have a friend in town who was like, oh, Raiders are off? That's great. Yeah, nothing go, to do. Go get some lunch. And I was like, no. uh, now you have to come up with content without practice. Right. So it's way harder. Yeah, the Raiders don't – it doesn't <laughs> don't stop. The Raiders yeah. beat doesn't stop. There's think, always something going on. You think the newspaper tomorrow will not have Raiders coverage yeah. just because there's not practice? No. There is um, good news, too. I hope you do a feature on this one. There's a new song about, about the Raiders, a new song out oh. about the Raiders. So we'll have that at 3.30. Um, when we hear new songs and they coincide with another new song, on that same day we will do a Cofield & Company Song off. So we've got that coming up at 3.30. I'm looking forward to that. There's a different tone on each oh, one of the songs. Okay. Looking forward to that. So how uh, – well, you probably have mixed feelings. I know you're not – I don't know. Would you go as far as, as saying you're a fan of certain guys on the Phillies and the D-backs? I think so. Okay. Look, I mean, for baseball, you know, you have – when your teams aren't very good, uh, you have to find other, <laughs> other things to cheer for. And uh, I think locals, especially – Locals who are who you kind of know and are very cool, like it's awesome to see them succeed. And so, yeah, it was a little bit conflicting uh, yesterday in terms of who you want to make it. It's the Phillies have two guys, the D backs have one that you know I think is a you know I, I think you know kind of close to the show, friend of the show, I would say. Uh, so it was tough a little bit to you know sort through who you wanted to win, but I think the the good position is we we're in. Uh, we were in a good spot either way to have a, lo- a local represented, and I have a couple friends that have very, very, very odd large wagers on the Diamondbacks to win the World Series. So uh, it was kind of nice for them to see that. Are we going to play this game with the media personality who said he would retire? 
I actually I don't feel like giving this publicity. I think it's really stupid. And well, I, I mean, I'll mention it. Uh, Mad Dog Russo, your guy. I do like Mad Dog. He's a legend yeah. of radio, and I you know I worked for a decent amount of time doing Mad Dog Sports Radio um, on Sirius XM. I like him. He's an icon, but I just thought this thing from the beginning was really stupid. There was a small part of me who was like, well, he, I think he just turned 64. Maybe this is a perfect time to walk away. Well, the weird thing is he's got like more jobs now than he's ever had. He's got a higher profile around the country than he's ever had. He's a New York sports talk guy and has been doing – you know, Mad Dog Radio for whatever it is now, 15 years. So, he's, you know, he's on, on that front, he's a, a national person, but now he's been on Stephen A. And when he said he was going to retire if the Phillies didn't win, I'm like, I, I hope he's going to follow through on this. And I guess it turned out to be just some publicity was, trick not even, it wasn't to get him involved. I guess trick. to get him involved with Stern as well. And yeah, It wasn't even a trick. Like, I don't – I. I think it was just one of those things you say, like, I would retire if this crazy thing happens, and then you don't expect it to happen. I know we, we had somebody here that said the same thing and uh, didn't follow through with it. Was that Steve Williams? What sure. was that bet? Uh, I think it was if the what was the Red Sox rallied from a 3-0 deficit. Was that right? I believe so. Yankees? I think it was. What was that, 2007? Someone so, looked that up. Sounds right. No, it was 04. Was um, it 04? I don't know. I, I, I try not to remember. that. Yeah. The, I've told everyone the documentary – uh, on the three zero comeback, I've never watched it. Yeah. I, I um, wouldn't be able to take it, and uh, it's now what eight? What, what is it now? Fifteen years later, eighteen almost years later, almost twenty. Years later. 20 almost twenty. Yeah, I don't. I'm never watching. Um, it. I've erased what year it was. Yeah, I think it's just one of the things, one of those things you say. Now, look, you do lose credibility with listeners when you do that. I mean, you do. Um, but then I listened to Mad Dog's kind of explanation, and I was more confused than I was before. His son has some gig. I don't know what he's doing, and he's like, you know, this. This gives me a chance to go do to see that, and I said, I, "What? What is the, what is the gig? And did you? Is it planned? Did you know that the Diamondbacks were going to win, and then you were trying to set up going to see that? I know less about the situation now than I did before I listened to what he said. Like I thought it was a very simple thing. If they if they win, I'll retire. And then there was an explanation. I was like, I I'm now I'm lost on everything. I have no idea what's going on. But I think the only the only part that matters isn't the right word the the most relevant thing is that the diamondbacks were clearly listening like that does make it more interesting uh that it, it got to them i mean uh tori lavolo spoke out about it the team was chanting mad dog during their celebration like did it really get to them that much it, that's wild so that's the part that i think is is fascinating and intriguing about it um, I, I think you're right to a degree. Like all this does is fuel other people to do it. And you, if you talk about it, you're just, you know, trying. You're you're trying to, you know, you're going to inspire copycats at some point. But uh, the fact that the Diamondbacks so much embrace this, uh, I thought was pretty interesting. I'm just going to say I'm glad that I didn't say I'd quit if the Raiders lose to a Division two quarterback. You know, or a high school coach, <laughs> or a quarterback who got the playbook on the plane on the way to the game. I mean, those all those three things happened in the last, last year. I don't know about the, the first two. You're going over my head. Oh, Jeff Saturday was a high school coach. Oh, okay. And Baker Mayfield uh, got the playbook on the plane on the way to L.A. Right. to play the Raiders. I thought you were referencing, all, <laughs> referencing that all this happened this week. No, within this year. Yeah. Yeah. All within this year, those things, those three things have all happened. Because somebody said, this is the worst loss in Raiders history. And I was like, there was two worse last year. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, quit. You know, you almost said something pretty close. Not that you'd quit, but you were like, there's no way they lose to the Colts last year. 
I did. I, I didn't well, think that, there was that's, any that's possible different. We, we all do that. Yeah. But we don't put our jobs on the line. No, that's dumb. I mean, anything can happen, of course. But that how I still don't know how you – and by I'm, the way, and it wasn't like – because then I think people after the game were like, hey, maybe he's gone to something. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He just won that game. That was it. He still was terrible as we thought he'd be. The Raiders just found a way to lose to him. Yeah. Dreams and nightmares? Oh, my God. Are, are, are you Miles now? No idea what that is. Wow. I mean, this is this is an anthem. Okay. It's Meek Mill. It is, you turn this on, and there's, I was going to say, younger people, younger people around. Um, this is, this like, this changes the whole dynamic of everything. Changes a party, changes a club. Really? It, it's unbelievable. And it's Meek Mill and it's a very Philly anthem. Like very Philly. Uh, it's always helpful on these story ideas. Put in a request for the audio so we could hear the song. Uh, <laughs> can we, I don't know if we could even, it'd be a tough one. Oh, is it that cussy? There's quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. But, Steve, you also didn't pay attention to quarterback because when Patrick Mahomes was warming up during the Super Bowl, he said, I know it's a Philly song, but it really gets me going because it was playing over. Hey, you know what? I didn't finish quarterback. Oh. So I missed <laughs> yeah. that part. Yeah, he's on Hell, the I watched, I watched uh, Hard Knocks, and I didn't see the whole – I didn't see any of that. Now I know what it is. Come on. Do you think – well, going back to Miles, who is a – what? how old is he? 32. Okay. Um, thirty-two-year-old. Does his race matter? A little bit. I okay. think. He, I think he should know Meek Mill's most famous song. Do we just hold it? Do we? Do we hold this until next Tuesday? Don't give him any clues. No, no, no. I will wager any. I will <laughs> <laughs> do I it. Will, do it. I will walk out that door. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will not do. You can, will you, can, qu- you, you can do this one. I will not do any more shows during the football season. Well, that's kind of what we'll have to deal with then, right? I that could be the case anyway. I am. I have faith in my guy Miles. Demond, don't, don't come on. I have faith in my guy Miles that he is aware of dreams and nightmares. I think because it's so popular inside the NFL, I think that's why he will know it. Don't give him also a heads inside. Up. Don't give him a heads up, and please chop that. Okay. What what Adam just said a second ago. He's been bad. I mean, a lot. We we do a lot. Dreams of, and nightmares is not new. Our though. audience get, does get cheated because we do so much inside stuff and don't explain things well enough. But we got him two out of the last three weeks with a reference that he had no idea about. Like he had no idea about sexy red. No. And honestly, I didn't know anything about blueface until um, I had seen the video, and then you alerted me that he he'd also just gotten You're, dinged in the courts here for like thirteen million dollars. What's a Tatiana? I have no idea. Okay, well that's. That's a blue. That's blue. Is it? That's, okay. that's a reference that Blueface made popular. Okay. I was going to keep going, but no, I mean, I'm not going to. I mean, I should not. Be, I don't want to confuse Steve anymore. No, no, no. I shouldn't. I mean, that's it's. Uh, it happens when you get older. Uh, believe me, I was. I would. I did shows with older folks, and they, you know, they're lost sometimes. So, but I, I should not be excluded from criticism for not knowing um, dreams and nightmares because I'm an old white. That I should no, know about. And I, I will actually. So I will honestly so I, say I take the blame on that. I think you've hung out. In enough places, sure heard the song. that if you heard it, you'd be like, "Oh, okay, right." I mean, I think mm-hmm. that that's especially like, "Hold up, wait a minute." I mean, when it goes there, yeah, he, I think you would be. Yeah, that was really good. Be. I got it right then. When yeah. I bought that Aston Martin, y'all, y'all thought I was finished. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, nothing's working. Okay, flexing on him like Popeye with his spinach. 
It's not jogging any any memory. Nah, not really. Um, what is the Pepsi Ice Arena? The Pepsi Ice Arena? Yeah. I don't I don't know Ice Arena references, I suppose. Okay. Are you uh, are you lost on this one? We we talked yesterday about rumors coming down that North Las Vegas was going to have yeah. some sort of arena for a major league professional sport and we're like Okay, are they building a 25,000-seat stadium for MLS? No. They're not. So is this yet another investment into the community by Bill Foley and VGK? Yeah. Look, they're trying to expand uh, as much as they can. They've talked about having places all around uh, the Valley. They're trying to, uh, there's definitely a need for more ranks. I, will, I know personally several people with kids who have been panicking lately about getting their kids into leagues because there's not enough places to play, and leagues are like, no, we're – we're thirty percent over over signed oh, wow. up already. So with this, you'll have a North Las Vegas arena. You've got the Summerlin Arena. You've got the Hendo Arena. So we'll have three places for kids to play. And I guess if the Knights ever once in a while want to do an event I'm sure around they town, they'll do it. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Uh, that, I mean, that's part of this too. Is is more access to the team for people around. Uh, the city and around What's, the valley. And Foley's the, is he the full owner or most of the owner on the DLC? Uh, most, yeah. My God, that's crazy. Yeah, that it happened this quickly. Yeah, and I mean, and I mean, life lifeguard is a place where I, you know, I have several friends who their kids are trying to play out there, and like, it's like there's no ice time. And so, if, you, if you go to City National, it's I've driven by like eleven o'clock at night. There's people playing leagues down there. Yeah. So this is. One, a very nice thing to do for the city. Two, it also builds a fan base from like five years old on up. Yeah. I, I think uh, three. Could could the Raiders – wait, three years old? I friend, oh. I think they just turned four, the one the one family, and they were – Playing hockey? Playing hockey. Really? Have never skated. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Growing up in New Jersey, around the Devils and, you know, to the south, the Flyers, Islanders, Rangers, I don't remember like – Many rinks around at all. None of the high. I mean, it was very few high schools played hockey. Oh yeah. Well, that, I think. I think that's so. Think next. about it. That's a, a northeast, you know, state that does get cold, has a hockey tradition, and we as a city in a you know small region with multiple cities are going to have this many rinks. It's that's crazy. Got to be the next step here too. And, and I, it's not going to be every school, but I'm sure there's going to be a, like several schools that have teams and uh, participate. Well, I think the other thing for the NHL is. Uh, the sport misses out on being diverse. Imagine if everyone actually played hockey. All ethnicities had a chance to play hockey, and they just launched an initiative, and it was uh, sort of announced on Monday's Nighttime at Noon. That's the uh, Golden Knights show that's a standalone on Fox Sports Radio Las Vegas. And uh, Dave Gosher was on, and Gary Lawless was on, and they brought in Ben Thomas, who's in charge essentially of you know VGK marketing to the Latino community, and they talked about Los VGK. With the launch of Los VGK and the man, uh, the man of the moment right now, Ben Thomas, our director of Latino marketing and outreach. What's this been like for you to be a part of all this and launch this today with the organization? It's really cool. I'm a Vegas native, uh, born and raised, so I was here when the team got here. I remember a time when there wasn't a major sports team here. I'm also Mexican American, so uh, you know I, I kind of have that very like 
interesting life experience of growing up around other sports and and i really know how much this team means to that community and that's especially the case in communities where you know maybe english isn't the the first language so it's just been really cool to be a part of it and and you know get to work with the team to launch this well a ton of the games have been uh done in spanish by our great friend jesus lopez Uh, so there is a way for for spanish-speaking folks to interact with the team in that respect but this is a step farther. Further, what what we have planned here, uh, and what why is this important for the VGK brand? Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, um, all of the home games uh, are on Spanish broadcast radio. Uh, even the home and away games for all of the the Stanley Cup championship run. We also have Spanish language social media channels that were launched in 2019. Um, this is just the next step. So. Um, you know, there's always been the Hispanic Heritage Month or a night. This is Hispanic Heritage all year round uh, through various initiatives. We're going to be collaborating with the Foundation for Ball Hockey Clinics. Uh, we're making sure that all of the communications are going to be in Spanish as well as in English. Um, you know, we are hosting our Hispanic uh, Hispanic Heritage Night on November 2nd. Um, but like I said, this is it's Hispanic Heritage all year round. I love the... Yeah. I love all the special jerseys that that they that they do. I think they're they're unique and uh, the Black History Month and the uh, the Latino Heritage uh, jerseys have always been my favorite. And uh, have you seen this year's jersey? Are you excited about it? Yeah. So there's actually not a jersey for this year, but we are launching a Los VGK retail line. Okay. Um, same thing. The big skull, the sugar skull helmet that everybody loves. Um, shirts, uh, sweaters, um, there'll be pucks available. All of that's actually available at the Arsenal and at the livery. So what I didn't know, Ben, is that you've got 32% of Clark County residents that identify as Hispanic or Latino. Mm-hmm. 48% of the kids enrolled in Clark County School District, Hispanic, Latino. It, it seems like it's, A, that people love this team so much, but B, in in the Hispanic Latino community, and with to the help of Jesus and, and Alex Romo, who do the games, by the way, uh, Deportes Vegas, 1460 AM. Listen to them. They are far better than Shane and I, far better than Dan and Gary. I always tell Jesus, you're the best of the bunch. I don't know what you're saying, but you're better than any of us. But it seems like now more than ever, the importance of this program uh, is pretty vital considering, uh, the A, the, the popularity of this team, but also, you know, our, our fellow citizens here in Clark County. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus is uh, very good at what he does. Um I like to think of it as, you know, the same kind of broadcasting for, you know, soccer, the excitement that's behind it, but just for hockey. Um, But like you said, we have a huge Hispanic population here, about a third of Clark County residents. Um, Like you said, just under half of all students. So we have a very young fan base as well. Um, And right now that kind of translates to about 17% um, of VGK fans. So we obviously want to grow that fan base, but we also want to make sure that we're representing and celebrating the existing fan base um, of all ages. There you go, Ben Thomas. Los VGK on the web. Check it out. Cofield and Company, the uh, early hockey discussion today is brought to you by our friends at Lerner and Rowe. VGK coverage throughout the season, sponsored by Lerner and Rowe, your personal injury attorneys. Seawall to strike away. Here it comes. Cave, a fly ball to right field over his Carroll. He's got it! And the Arizona Diamondbacks are headed to the World Series! The Diamondbacks have won the National League pennant! Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. D-backs move on, Phillies out. Diamondbacks enjoyed every moment of it, and they kept receipts. 
If you uh, go up to uh, Paul Seawald's Twitter account, he had a bunch of screenshots of uh, folks, you know, guaranteeing they'd retire and others back to spring talking crap about the Diamondbacks, including some of the players on the Phillies. So the World Series is set. We'll get to more of the World Series in the 4 o'clock hour. You saw an interesting note from the Louisville women's coach. we got women's basketball showcase coming up here in less than two weeks, and obviously the Lady Rebels are going to start up with an exhibition game on the 1st. Uh, and that's an exhibition game, and then the regular season starts shortly after that, and they're looking to make the NCAAs again, win the Mountain West Conference regular season title again, Mountain West Conference tournament title again, and the Lady Rebels do pretty well with attendance. I would love to see them push to closer to, you know, whatever, 4,000, which would jam-pack Cox Pavilion, and if the, the need arose, they would play more games in the Thomas and Mac. And they're already scheduled, I think, to play at least one, if not two or three. Arizona's coming to town, so they're trying to get a crowd of, you know, whatever, seven, eight, ten thousand for that one. The sport's growing. Women's college basketball is growing. Um, arguably the two biggest NIL athletes in college are both women. Uh, the gymnast at LSU. The biggest. Livy Dunn is the biggest, right. I think, by far. But Angel Reese is. I don't know what the valuations mean, well, I, but, I, but think, I think she made last year. I think she made north of say one point two million for the season, and they were thinking, hey, there's a possibility she may approach three million for the season nil. Yeah, and Olivia Dunn has to be over ten at this point. It's ridiculous how often she's on. Uh, but I, I will say, I think nil is a big reason why college basketball, women's college basketball, is kind of turning the corner a little bit in terms of. I think one of the problems with women's college basketball was the stars with the coaches. And now with NIL, the players can be the stars and they can market themselves and they can take advantage of that and be out there and like look at all the, the Cavender twins. Right. I mean, I don't like what happened with the Cavender twins and that Well one of them's coming back. You next saw that, year, right? Next year. Oh, Haley's she can't play this back. year? No. Well she's not going she hasn't been practicing or anything. Oh, okay. She's been out doing, you know, endorsements. You remember that story, right? One of the twins wanted to come back. The other's yeah. like, nah, I'm done. I'm and then done. they both said they're done. And then yeah. uh, I don't know which one it is. I think Haley's coming back. Haley's like, no, I want to keep playing. So I'm Haley's coming back. A better player. And she probably can make more money in college. I think I'm guessing they hit the open market and they're like, oh, crap. There isn't as much money out here as there was playing yeah, college yeah. basketball. I, I think that's part of it. And I don't like what happened with them because I, I do feel like their NIL sponsors told them to go to a more high profile place because they're like, hey, look. We're not going to pay you to play in Fresno. Like, go play in Miami. That's right. what's going to be. You can be on the beach and doing Instagram shoots and you know all that stuff while you're playing. And they did help on the basketball court for sure. Um, but you you see that you know Haven Lith is going to be a, a massive uh, money maker this year. Like, there's a lot of female basketball players that can take advantage of NIL, and I think that's what's made it better that the players are now the stars. That's big. But you mentioned. Uh, I saw. I don't know who. I don't know who Jeff Walls is. Until you know what? Hold it for a second. We're gonna catch up here. I want to hear Jeff Walls' idea because I. My initial thought on this is, it's this is a good idea. I will also say though that I believe women's college basketball actually is bigger than the WNBA in this country. So we're getting ready for the college basketball season. Uh, you got college basketball starting up with the uh, Lady Rebels running Rebels in town in early November. November 6th is the season opener around the world of college basketball. we got a big Hall of Fame tournament with uh, eight teams playing at T-Mobile, including 
LSU, and we were just talking about uh, we're going to try to track down Kim Mulkey. That'll be a good interview. Try to get her in the next couple days or next week to hype up the event with some of the uh, men's coaches as well. We were talking about Angel Reese and her popularity, and then you mentioned Haley Van Lith, who uh, I guess in the transactional world, as uh, Tim Miles called it, from uh, San Jose State, in the transactional world, these moves happen where you know you see even women's players now are coveted by the big schools. So LSU was like, eh, you know what, we'll take Haley Van Lith, which maybe brought up this thought by the Louisville women's coach, like, hey, we need to make the sport more popular. In turn, maybe there's more money for us out of this. And he's saying what? He wants to embrace gambling. Well, And, and he made a point. Here's the thing. Other coaches, other leagues, things have, embra- have tried to embrace gambling. I know uh, Slam Ball, which I love, one of the things they said is like, we're, we want to embrace gambling. We want to be a gambling thing. And I, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, what kind of plans do you have? How is it integrated with gambling? Uh, well, you know, we're going to figure that out. And like, <laughs> people just say, we want gambling. Right. Like, okay, that's great. But also, if you're not, if you're making your rules confusing and you're not airing live, like, it doesn't really work. And so I've seen other, the XFL did this. We were really embracing gambling, but we don't really know how to do that. Um, Jeff Law sounds like he gets it. I, I'm I'm all for what he's saying because he says something we say all the time about other sports, MMA in particular, right? You don't like that they're you know trying to market to casuals. Well, the hardcores are going to watch anyway. And he said, "Look, women's basketball fans are watching our games. Yep. We we don't need to recruit them." By the way, I covered I've covered college basketball in some form or fashion back to 1988, and the same fans that I saw at Women's college basketball games back then, it's the same demo. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's expanded a little bit, but I think the base is about the same as it's been for 40 years. Yeah. He said, some are going to like this, some won't, but I think the more Vegas keeps putting lines on our games, the better. You want casual viewers. We have women's basketball fans already. It's can you get the casual viewer to tune in? Can we get somebody that's going to flip on the TV, see a women's basketball game, and stay on it? I think Vegas helps with that. He said, when all of a sudden there's lines on the game, there's interest. Back when UConn was playing in the Final Four and crushing everybody by 30, if you have minus 32 with UConn, it's a two-point game still. Wow. We've got got to get a stop and a score at the end of this game. Yeah. Which is absolutely true. He was laughing about it. Demond, said, can we can we get this guy? I have to look at their schedule. <laughs> Maybe they're coming to Vegas. Maybe they're part of uh, some tournaments moving forward. We need to get the Louisville coach on. He Doesn't said, matter. I'll do it. Obviously, our kids aren't gambling. We're not gambling a cent. But I'm not stupid. This this is good for our game. The interest just picks up. And he said, "Here's another thing. I think our announcers need to know what the lines are." Hallelujah! This is this guy is my hero. What? This is my hero. He said, wow. "What do you do when it's forty-two nothing in a college football game on national TV? You've got to give the viewers something. I think that's important, and I think that's grown in the last four years. We need this too. Yes, yes, Jeff Walls, our hero. Not all heroes wear capes. Sometimes we wear suits on the sideline of women's basketball games. He. This is what I'm talking about. That it's one thing to say we need to embrace sports betting." Because that's where all the interest is, that's where the money is, that's where everything's going right now. But it's another thing to actually understand what you're talking about. He knows what he's talking about. And I'm sure there's some people that are going to say, you know a little too much about this. Like, no, he just gets it. He understands it. He knows that this is how you get more people involved. You embrace it. And and I, I, love, the, I love what he's saying. I love the concept. He absolutely gets it. And I, I applaud him. 
I think we just needed to, we needed to bring this story up just to say thank you, Jeff Walls, for understanding with the future of sports because he gets it and he's going to help them move along. Because I guarantee you, Goofy Gino is like I'm gambling. I'm just assuming that. I, I like your Gino. point earlier. I, I did like your point <laughs> earlier about the stars of women's basketball were the coaches. Yeah, and for the most part, outside of women's basketball, no one cares about. Gino Oriema or cared about Muffet McGraw and Pat Summit's a legend and you know Mulkey's interesting we'll say that we have our thoughts on on uh, coach Mulkey we'll uh, express some of those to her when we get her on but uh, I, I'm glad the players are taking the lead now and really developing into stars and that that also requires that coaches be cooperative right they they draw back and they don't want some homogenous group of players like they want to feature they're star players. I will counter the – while I like the Louisville coaches' thoughts, I think they're headed in a really good direction, and I actually think women's college basketball is more popular than the WNBA. Right now it might be. I, I, you know what I'm confused by? The WNBA just had uh, – what were the total records? Was it 66 and 14? They just had the Liberty and our hometown Aces go 66 and 14, and then – the Aces whoop up on the Liberty, and as this is happening, they're like, yeah, we're going to expand. <laughs> what? Now, I guess the thought is, hey, if we go to more markets and add more players to the league, then we can have more stars, and it'll generate more money. Is that the way it works? Well, uh, to also to the point, more stars are being generated in college. So there is going to be more availability to spread That's them around. touche, because... What we've seen in recent years is you have star college players and they can't make the WNBA. That's true too. Like but you, have, also, you have first, you have end of the first round picks there, and we're seeing cases that are like, "Hey, sorry, there's nowhere in the league for you." Yeah. Oh, wait, what? But if you put like Haley in one market and Angel in another market, like if you start spreading them around a little bit, then you are going to have you know fans that are, tra- are attracted to that. How will they do that? Will they have NBA like rules where there's a uh, a, a a cap or well no I guess the the way the NBA does it is they actually allow for the home sorry the team that has the rights to the player to keep them to get a better chance to keep them right so actually you don't want that right now no you want there to be another team out there right. that can offer a bigger salary to get Kelsey Plum away from whoever Asia Thanks. Wilson right right yes yes. you want to split them up but it sounds like they're the Aces are actually going to add another star player what's the rumor. Uh, I think they have. I think they have a a slot, a, a cap spot that they could get one more star. Do you think? So does that mean that a player will take a discount to come to him? I, I mean, who knows how they're compensating the players on the East? Well, that's interesting. We've too. already we've already seen them get in trouble. So, well, that's a good theme we need to build on as well. We'll we'll get to it later with Jim Irsay. Why owners in any leagues actually follow the rules? Well, yeah, they're they should be in charge of the league. I mean, they're they're the ones that are in charge. I mean, that said, there there does need to be rules. Sure, but we're seeing more and more owners who are like, nah, nah, <laughs> I don't, not, nah. not for me. No, I'm the billionaire. Well, I guess. No, Goodell's not a billionaire yet. Not even close. But he's making like forty five million a year. But yeah. how amazing is the NFL that Goodell makes forty five a year, and when push comes to shove, in you know the real nitty gritty of of uh, ownership decisions, the owners are like, shut up. No. You stay out of this. Stay out of this. You're making well, money. We're especially paying you, we're paying you to be quiet. In this especially case. lately, because he was trying to get another contract. Like they just re-upped him. So lately, he's really had to defer. Now maybe he can take a little bit of a, you know, leadership role. 
Devon, does this open things up for you to be a uh, women's college basketball announcer? If you know the lines, you got a Vegas background. Would that be one of the first things you put on your resume? Uh, that's already on the resume. I did a little play-by-play for the duel in the desert tournament about yeah, 2017. How oh, was that right? Yeah. What, what was the duel in the desert? I don't remember that. Uh, it was a – man, it was a lot of teams, actually. But it was Sabrina Inescu. It was, it was her freshman year, actually. Do you have audio of this? Uh, it was it was on Flow Sports. Could we play it? Oh, I guess we can grab it on Flow Sports. <laughs> you have any? All right, coming up next. Real? We'll get doing? to the we'll get to the NFL. Man, oh man, the the uh, the hardcore fan anger is starting to really swell with Josh McDaniels. We got to do a song off. Someone came out with a song about him. It's not as good as what's it called? Dreams and Nightmares. <laughs> Nowhere close. But uh, but it's as filthy. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. Studio. Well, hard times right now for Mark Davis. It's got to be frustrating, right, Adam Hill? And I don't know that you've seen him this week, but uh, he's had fan encounters in multiple weeks. People yelling at him at SoFi. Uh, A guy came up to him, and the guy has every right to do it, but at the Aces Parade the other day, and now there's signs being made. uh, You know, instead of just win, baby, it's just fire Josh. It's yeah. getting ugly out there. It is. It's getting real ugly out there. I saw this one on TikTok. Uh, we cleaned it up as much as we could. Uh, Damon, I assume you love this? Oh, no. What does that mean? Oh, no. I just said, of course you did under my breath when you said I found yeah. this on TikTok. Yes. <laughs> um, does it get the message through? We I, we just listen. I'm so tired of these always laughing at us. We got a coach that's a bum making us look dumb. Now looking at the plays he called. I don't Okay. It's just a lot of fire McDaniels, basically. Sure. And a lot of F bombs. Good. A lot of uh, a lot of intensity, a lot of passion. Is it better than Dreams and Nightmares? No. Really? No, it's not. Same theme? That's like a top ten song of all time. I don't know about that, but I get your point. It is. This is another Raider fan song that's not so hot, but but you can feel the anger starting to build. Absolutely, you can. Well, I mean, yes, it's. I think it's been building for like a year and a half. That's yes. why it's. So well, impactful. for a lot of people, as I said yesterday, it was built from the get go. A lot of people were like, "Why Josh McDaniels? That's why true. why Patriots? Why Patriots West? Why a guy who turned down the Colts, who did not coach well with the Broncos? Why why why?" I mean, Mark Davis had to see this coming if things went south, and it's it's here, it's come. It's getting ugly. It is. And it's only going to build on itself because, as you said yesterday, with the fan yelling at uh, MD at SoFi, and then Mark Davis responded, and Mark Davis engaged the other day with a fan, which you know is admirable, but it's only going to inspire more people to go after Mark. And I, I guess there's a feeling of desperation, too. Like, hey, this coach is not winning. Our Raiders are not doing well. Gotta go if the owner is willing to listen. You know, it's. I mean, it, I will say this is a much better situation than some other ownership situations where you're like the owner doesn't care. Yeah. Like honestly, when John Fisher and the A's land here and they're struggling, do you think anyone will ever see John Fisher? No. Well, they don't. Over, yeah, they don't. I'm the A's barely see him. being successful. You'll see him. Yeah. All right. Demond, your your thoughts too harsh? Oh no, not at all. Okay. Do we need to hear it again? If you want. I, it's up. It's up. I'm, I'm asking an honest question. Do we get the message across? So. I liked it. I'm so tired of these always laughing at us. We got a coach 
coach that's a bum making us look dumb. Yeah. Now looking at the plays he called, how the f you gonna pass at the goal? We could have scored it all. Yeah. For Nick Dummy. Ain't even funny, got us stressed out, and all the fans spending money. Davis need to listen to the fans. Okay. Adam, how come you weren't in the background going, yep? Uh-huh. Bars, I'm, I'm objective. Bars. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay. Um, can I pick us up here, though? I did see we uh, often find two good songs on on one day. Sure. And uh, I did. I don't. I don't know how old the song is, but the uh, the so was on Instagram. I was like, I think that's going to work on the show. Um, I like fast food. I like chicken. I like variety. I don't know how this lounge act. And I wish I had sent you guys the link because I think what got me on this is the singer uh, looks like uh, B. Arthur, Maud. And Dorothy from Golden Girls. And boy, she can sing. And boy, she loves fast food. Taste the honey sauce. Taste the goodness of the biscuit with the honey sauce. Do get that honey sauce on me. I don't like the way it tastes with my chicken wings. Taste the biscuit. Taste the goodness of the biscuit. <laughs> Taste the butter spread. Taste the goodness of the biscuit with the butter spread. You really like biscuits. To get your butter spread all on me. I don't like the way it mixes with my mac and cheese. She wants an honor, but she doesn't like it mixes with mac and cheese. Because when you're at KFC, you got that special sauce to stir my curiosity. Just give me a five-piece meal. I mean, I can listen oh, what a deal. A big old box, it's all for me. Can we got a piano solo here, keyboard solo soon? You know, I'll take coleslaw on the side. I could tell you wanted to try yeah. the Let your man get his time here, please. All right. Crushed it. <laughs> Who's more talented? By the way, the backdrop of this was, it looked like looks it was like at a, like, like a thrift shop. It looks like a thrift <laughs> shop. Yes. Could do like a, a Macklemore mashup. That was a good song. She had a good voice, and there was a little bit of. I mean, it's the, catchy. There was some sultriness to that as well. I would say the other, the first song is better. What? It's, it's better. It's better made. It's better produced. Okay. Uh, all those things, but I, it's this one's catchier. I will say this, Steve. When you first sent this, because I also had a song that I wanted to talk. Oh, about you did. Today. We have, we we could add a third song in the showdown. Yeah, it was dancing on my own. Have you guys not heard the Phillies? It's this sad ballad, and they just sing it at the games. I think it's taken over Philadelphia because during, watching Sunday Night Football when the Eagles were kicking off, it was playing in their stadium as well. I thought it was oh, wow. the, the AOK song is the one that took over Philadelphia. And it's like, I'm just dancing on my own. Yeah, it's crazy. It's beautiful. Yeah. Good version. Nice. Nice. Good. good rendition. Yeah. But it's like a sad song. But um, like they're just right. singing it in the stadium. I mean, do we want to load it up for maybe Caleb Herring later? <laughs> Should we clip all three down and just that's Caleb's spot today is just judging these songs? That would be great. Can the vast production crew get this done by I 5 o'clock? I feel like Caleb does love food. I think he's going to go with the taste the biscuit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Boy, oh, boy. I got <laughs> I got to cut. We, we did Broadcaster Bites. We'll put that out uh, later this afternoon. That's a UNLV Broadcaster Bites on the road trips and the, the home food at Allegiant. He, he's turning into a lunatic. He has lost his mind. Were you at the game this on past Saturday? weekend? No. And you didn't make it either, right? No, I was there. Oh, you were there? Yeah. Did you try some of the food? I don't mean to talk bad about the spread. I don't even remember what it was. Uh, it was themed, because it was Colorado State, it was themed like a country picnic. 
So they had. Why, how was that color? Yeah, it was like a it was like a biscuit, like a chicken biscuit. It was a I really chicken didn't like biscuit. That. It was a chicken biscuit. It was some uh, spicy, like blackened chicken, but it was thighs, which we both went crazy about because no one does thighs, which you should do thighs, right? We don't all need to eat chicken breast. The f- flavorful part of the chicken are the thighs. Uh, there was also baked beans, mac and cheese, and then one of the most wonderful cookie bars you're going to get. And you know, huh? it's funny as was I was good. as I was doing it, I thought of your guy Tashan constantly sure. pissing and moaning about it's not, the food. It's not just at Allegiant, him. and I'm like, now he did it publicly, but I will say this: who else complains? It's, I will say it's, it's, it's free food. That, that's you know, my thought. I mean, you tell me. I, I I go to all these college stadiums. Most of them give you. Nothing, or it's not good. Yeah. Is, yeah. is NFL food awesome elsewhere, and it's yeah. the worst at Allegiant? It is. It's very good in some places. Really? Some places are are awful. Some places very very good. Um, I will say I would I would never complain about free food anywhere. Like you're there eleven hours sometimes on and a this Sunday. Is what like we talk you have about. to get you, it. You know how fortunate we are to, to get but some food when you're there for a long day. I will say visiting media that's in there, and again, Tashawn put it out publicly, and I think that. Wait, that don't, I don't do. do this. It is. Don't do it. I mean, you just hear. The, the visiting media complaints? Oh, people do too. I'm saying, but the, the visiting media that, media that comes in. Who? Everyone. Who? I want names. I don't know the people. I don't recognize them. I heard uh, Matt. Give me a city because, you know, we oh, all know that each Boston meal. Was, the Boston people. Boston was bad. So I, also, we also, I had, also heard we should bring him in. Uh, Magnum, Chris Chapman, for over on uh, Fox Sports Las Vegas. He, I haven't been in here in a while. We, we, you know, we don't do the shows uh, all the time in the studio. And he yells to me. He's like, do you know who Scott Zolak is? And I'm like, oh, yeah. He went on to talk about Zolak just being an animal. Well, it's, was it, like completely obnoxious. Not just Shoving him. people. Well, the, but the we Patriots talked about the guy, has a No, record. no, hold on. We talked about the guy last year. Who was who, the guy who pissed with the door well, open at uh, the uh, Raiders facility? It wasn't with the door he, open. did he do it too? He came in. No, no, no. That was a 49ers guy. He, this guy <laughs> from, the, from the Patriots came in. Yeah. During so there's just two bathrooms in the room where McDaniel's does his presser during the press conference. Walked through the press conference, went into the bathroom, used it, flushed it, yeah. and then walked back out. And you're like, dude, that's all of that sound is all on our audio now. Yeah. So like, like you mul- can't just multiple, walk in here. Multiple farts. Same same guy this yeah. year. Same guy. Same guy. Can we just walked name over it and publicly. Shame this. Walked clown? over to the spread. I'm not. I have to look it up. I, I think I might be able to figure it out. Walked over to the spread. The food spread. Just started reaching in and grabbing it with his hands. Oh, and it, no. It, it, skipping the line. Oh. Skipped the line. Is this Ben Volin? Pe- yeah, it is. Uh, skipped the line. You didn't forget it? To gr- no, you no, didn't no. forget it? I wanted to look it up to make sure, but that, that is I know. But he, he skips the line because everybody's waiting for a plate to go through, and he just starts grabbing food with his hand, and people are like, for real? Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. He's lucky I'm not game day media relations anymore. <laughs> he grabbed food with gra- his- But I was more offended by skipping the line. Other people were like, is he just grabbing food out of there? Like, yeah, he is. Wasn't it like clam chowder, Boston? That was one of the things. He didn't grab that. He grabbed clam chowder, the hot clam no, chowder. He, did not, he did not do that. So, I mean, there, there's – I mean, we can make the assumption if he has obnoxious bathroom habits and then he's grabbing food with his hands, he probably doesn't wash his hands. Well, we the did bath- hear him wash his hands. You did hear him that – okay. Because right. that was one of the – I mean, it's already That bad was enough. also loud. But if was, he's grabbing his junk yeah. – or wiping his keister and then comes right out and starts pawing at the food. Yeah. So, did, like, just from a like a health code standpoint, don't you go to someone at a legion who's handling the food and go, that guy just put his bare hands in the food. 
The flow is running wild. I think we were all just like, did that really just happen? He's done it twice? Two different things. How is this allowed to continue? I, I don't know. You want, you want me to talk to somebody? He's a, he's a menace. Well, I mean, I what you should do is, I mean, it's going to be three years from now. You should he's be also, talking to people face to face. He's also, I'm, I'm sorry, Damon. He's also, he's also very short. You know what I was going to say, too? I'll tell Ashley to get on this. <laughs> Good. This is outrageous. It was outrageous. I was already mad about the constant complaining about the free food at these stadiums. And you know this goes way back for me. Of course. Just horrendous people. And now they're animals grabbing the food out of chafing dishes. Can I say about... Ah! I'll say this about Allegiant. Really quick. They try too hard. 